Thank you for downloading our audio tour. If you really want the complete experience of this tour, you should check out pictures, videos, and the other extras you can find in our free app. Download our free easy.travel app for iOS, Android, Windows Phone, and Google Glass now. Or visit easy.travel for more information. Look at the painting to the left of the wall. It contains a lot of detail. Homes, farms, animals, people, water, and lots of little towers. Which animals can you see? Almost all of the people in the painting are in boats. That may seem a little strange, as though there are no roads. But there were roads. You just can't see them under all the water. Look at the top right-hand corner of the painting. Can you see what happened? On the night of the 19th of November, 1421, a huge disaster occurred. Due to a heavy northwesterly storm, the dikes of Zoukholland, South Holland, broke, and all the farmland flooded. Everything squeaked and creaked. Trees broke in half. Houses collapsed. And the water flowed into the countryside. There was no stopping it. Look at how high the water rose. Actually, this painting is kind of a painted news photo because there were no newspapers or youth journals in the 15th century. Look carefully at what the farmers are doing. They are trying to save their animals. In boats, they take as many of them as possible to dry land. This gave birth to the expression, Yescapius opet droga crefen, get your sheep to high ground. In the Middle Ages, pigs, cattle, sheep, goats, and chickens were all that the farmer had. These cattle were, in fact, his savings in his bank account. These animals were so important to him that he would let his pigs or geese walk with him to the market. That has all changed. Or do you see people walking through the city with pigs or sheep beside them? The men on the horses have agreed to meet at a certain point, to travel further together. It is very busy with all of those animals together. Hopefully the horses won't rear up. Can you see what kind of people are sitting on the horses? They look quite rich, don't you think? They are the three kings on their way to Bethlehem. A big star shows them the way to a house where a very special baby was born. You probably know that story. It is the Christmas story. There are even more animals. Why do you think that there is an Arabian camel walking with them? Where do the kings live? They come from far away. They walk through deserts and high mountains. They need lots of water and have it stored in a barrel tied to the Arabian camel. Very useful. The other men are trying their best to keep the animals quiet. These animals are very different from the farm animals in the painting of the flood. These are very expensive mounts that carry the luggage and the kings. Yet, to the left of the altarpiece, you can also see some sheep and goats. Can you see what they are standing on? It appears to be rocks. They are portrayed smaller than the horses and kings because they are less important in this piece. Their owner is the shepherd, wearing a hat. This is for protection from the bright sun, of course, because this scene is set in a warm, dry land. 
What mount do you think poorer people would have? Do you know that this work of art is carved entirely from a single piece of wood? From back to front, every animal and man grows from the same piece of wood. Incredibly smart. You have to have a very steady hand. Just imagine if the carver had accidentally cut off a head. You don't have to look very hard to see that the donkeys here aren't used to transporting goods or shepherds. They are carrying two girls who are enjoying a day off and are going to spend a day at the beach in Servanengen. The donkeys are here for a recreational ride. Have you ever been on a donkey? Or a pony? How can you tell that the weather is sunny? Take a closer look. Is it painted neatly or sloppily? Zoom in. The painter painted really quickly because he wanted to catch the sunlight before a cloud could cross the sun. Still, you can see everything clearly. She keeps a very close eye on the boy behind the donkeys. How can you tell this? In the 19th century, not everyone was rich enough to take a pleasant trip to the beach as a tourist. For the boy, this was just a hard day at work. He accompanies the girls in exchange for payment. We are not sure if the donkeys are aware of him. They may even belong to his boss. Hey, those look like the same donkeys from the previous painting. But what is that to the left of the donkeys? Is it the boy taking a nap? Perhaps the donkeys are taking a break from giving children rides on their backs. After all, it is quite warm with the sun on your head. Time for the boy to take a break. It is not difficult to see that these are not working horses. They also don't have to take little children for a ride along the beach, or carry three kings through the desert to Bethlehem. These are not just beasts. They are noble animals. You can't place them in the same category as livestock. I mean, they are just like people, which is why they have also been given a name and a portrait, just as wealthy people loved to have a portrait of them on their wall. These are real show animals. There is nothing like them. Look at how they shine. The words, the swift, are written proudly to the left of the pasture. He must be thinking, I am the most beautiful. He also stands a little apart from the rest of the horses further on into the pasture. He must be a noble horse. The horse, the rot, next to him is getting an extra shine in the stable. What is that by his tail? And what is that around his head? That is a beautiful decoration for a horse. Oh boy, the dog thinks, as he looks admiringly at his mistress. She is dressed beautifully today, probably for the painter. This dress is still very new. I think it is based on the latest fashion. A dress with such a low neck makes her neck appear longer. And such a slim waist. Can't believe she fits into it. Those sleeves always drag over my nose. They are far too wide. And with that white lace on the dress that I can never jump up on or she gets angry. Oh, and she calls this a gown, not a dress. Luckily, they are having me brush today so that I will also look beautiful in the painting. I'm just glad I don't have to wear such clothes. Or a necktie, like the lapdog that belongs to my owner's friend.
I am completely satisfied, and moreover, I am the most beautiful dog for a portrait. Have you ever done that? Taught a cat to dance? You can see that the poor animal hates it. The dog is barking. He isn't sure if he likes it or not. It's his turn next. And he is the pet of the girl with that special flute. The kitten is still young. The children got him as a playmate. It looks like no one is watching those kids. They really get into mischief. But who is that hanging out of the window? The old neighbor. He is very angry. He can forget about his nap with these noisy neighboring children. Is there no supervision? There is another musical instrument hanging on the wall. Do you think you have to blow into it? No, this instrument has strings. It's a kind of lute. The children in Jan Steen's paintings are often his own children. They could serve as a model when Dad painted a crazy household. Hey, over there by the fire, is not the little boy with the cat that had to dance? Look, he is feeding him very expensive oysters. That may seem a bit strange, but it was simple sustenance in the Golden Age. Holding the cat, he looks at the girl with the parrot. Would the parrot like oysters? The family have only just received him from an uncle who has gone to Brazil. They call him Laura. Let's hope the cat is not afraid of him. Once again, there is great atmosphere in the kitchen with Jan Steen. Three men playing backgammon, and one is even smoking a nice long gouda pipe. Such pipes were made of white clay that are quite expensive because they can break very quickly. Won't the parrots suffer due to the smoke? The big dog walks slanting to the door. He takes a look behind him. Did the man in beautiful clothes send him out? The dog appears to be drooping, with his tail between his legs. But look, the little girl outside is waiting for him. She is holding a stick, which she can later throw so that Fido can fetch it. Look, that little lap dog on his mistress's lap can't do that. The painter, Peter Dijo, is very smart, because he has placed the dog right in the center of the beautiful tiled floor, so that your eyes move from the man and the woman. To the right, past Fido, inside and outside without even realizing it. From one side of the painting, you can look right at the other. And then you see that it is lighter outside than inside. In the 17th century, there were also people who thought that dogs were useless. At one point, someone even said that petting and kissing those lap dogs was harmful to pregnant women. Someone else called these ladies' dogs loafers which is an outdated word for a slacker or bum. He believed that they were worthless. The dogs often only eat and bark. What do you think? In the 17th century, as today, people loved crazy toys. Just look at that lovely silver deer. It is bearing a woman, Diana, the Roman goddess of the hunt. Two silver hunting dogs at the deer's feet await instructions from the goddess. But if that is not good enough, can you see the tiny opening in the front of the stand on which the deer is? You can insert a key there in order to wind up the table piece. The deer could then roll over the table and possibly stop in front of you so that you can remove his head with antlers and take a refreshing sip. His stomach was, in fact, filled with drink. 
How did someone even come up with this? In the Golden Age, they already had wind-up animals. You could also keep drink in the fat silver elephant, but this elephant couldn't walk over the table. And the ostrich. Among the Greeks and Romans, she was the symbol of virtue, doing good. The ostrich cannot fly, but it can run faster than any animal on two legs. And who is that? Man, of course. And so, virtue always conquers. The ostrich has a very special body. Look carefully. It looks like a shell. It is the nautilus, a type of sea snail. It is actually a kind of octopus, but the only one with a shell around it. The nautilus shell was considered a real wonder of nature. It was therefore ideally suited for being a ceremonial animal. Did you know that the ostrich itself lays beautiful big eggs that were also purchased for the show? Do you have a pet? Have you ever taken a photo of it? I'm sure you have, because that is quite normal now. You can even share your photos with friends via the internet in just a few minutes. But your favorite pet in wood, as big as the real animal? That almost never actually happens. A pedigree dog bestowed status. Anyone with a greyhound, a windja, windhound, was in. You went directly into the upper class. In the 17th century, a lot of money was spent on the popular greyhounds, but they also cost a lot, and they say that the greyhound would even get better treated than the servants. What do you think of roast meat, milk, and white bread? Next, he will want sprinkles. This beautiful wooden dog probably once lived. When his owner wanted to immortalize him in wood by the best sculptor, Artus Quillinus, he didn't think twice about paying a florin, more or less. He chose the most expensive type of wood. To him, his dog was more than worth it. Would his cat have received an equally expensive sculpture? The sculptor has achieved a miracle. Look carefully at the ears. How they stand upright, as if the dog is listening to his owner. And his legs folded, as if he is ready to rush away if his owner wants him to. Ready for the start. And his fur! He looks so real! And if you look closely at his collar, you can see the family coat of arms. Really, a dog of nobility. Count Haswindus, Greyhound, is an appropriate name for such a beautiful sculpture of such a beautiful dog. You almost feel hungry when you look at all of the delicious food on and next to the table. It's painted so lifelike that you can almost taste the juicy blackberries. And there is also a huge lobster, that red one. Have you ever tasted that? Not cheap. Not now and not then. This is quite different from a bowl of porridge. Usually, you don't see living things in a still life. But here, you do. We see animals that we probably find quite normal, but were an absolute luxury back then. I see three strange animals which are not found every day in a house. Why has the painter actually chosen to paint these animals in the still life? Maybe he wanted to show that he really could paint everything. At least, he has created a huge feast. The table is practically breaking under all that food. Look carefully at how everything is positioned. Imagine that you need to get an apple from there. What would happen? 
What would the dog do if the monkey threw a berry at him? Monkeys love to climb. And the parrot just laughing. What indeed has happened to that dog? He has no fur on his back. He looks just like a miniature lion. Well, if you can't put a real one into your still life. I am sure that you have all been to the zoo. All types and sizes, colors, feathers, scales, claws, beaks, tails and fur can be seen in one place. Each animal more beautiful than the other. What is your favorite animal? King August the Strong, the German elector of Saxony, was fond of animals. He collected them as if they were stamps. Sometimes he was even given quite exotic animals as gifts from friends, but they were very difficult to keep alive. So he had them stuffed and still had his own private zoo. Apart from his animals, August had another hobby. He collected porcelain. Porcelain cups, figurines on the table, salt and pepper sets, candlesticks on the wall, tableware, etc. Close to his palace, in the Meissen porcelain factory, he made whatever he wanted. Then he got the bright idea of copying his stuffed animals in porcelain. Two birds with one stone. It was an incredibly difficult job for the porcelain manufacturers, because the king wanted them life-size. Try getting such a large clay parrot into an oven. It breaks very easily. But the porcelain manufacturers have done a very good job. What do you think? Do you see the macaw? Look carefully at those wonderful feathers. It seems like he might fly away at any moment. And that monkey. You see what he has around his neck? It looks like a collar. Why would that monkey be dressed like that? What does that one monkey have in his hand? Look carefully at the little photos. Can you find the missing pieces? Are you ever afraid of the dark? Or were you ever afraid when you were younger? In the 18th century, it was no different. Even then, some children liked to have a nightlight in the room. You could place a candle inside the cat so that the light shone through its eyes. Over the centuries, many animals developed their own significance in various countries. In this case, it was reassuring for small children of all ages. If you look closely, you'll see that the maker painted three little kittens on the back. So this may even be a mother cat.